Recorded live from the mats of Radical MMA in New York City, the Martial Culture Podcast. Your source for in-depth combat sports and martial arts insights with, with Coach, Coach Renee Dreyfus and, and Matt Peters. Peters. Ring the bell and let's get, get it on. I held my breath for that 10 seconds and it was harder than it should be. <laughs> Welcome back. Don't hold your breath. Don't. I was scared I, I was going to breathe. Our, our listeners are holding our breath for our episode. Oh. Oh. Let all the acquaintance be blah, blah, blah. Happy so, New yes, Year. I was, we were all out for the holidays and a little bit sick and stuff, but now we're back. We're back. But we missed, we missed some big fights, so there was- there I don't was... remember any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward. Looking well, forward. yeah, please highlight okay, what, so, what happened. What happened? So, um, Amanda Nunes beat the crap out of Jermaine Durandamy. Which I think anybody was could anybody have seen. Expi- uh, yeah, yeah. surprise. But it was actually a lot closer, and I don't know if you saw, but Jermaine almost caught uh, an in a triangle at one point. So obviously she's working to be more well-rounded, and you know it was like a massive. I'm uh, working to be more round. Yeah, me too. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on that. I'm on that round plan. <laughs> We're punning today. Oh, that makes it awesome. <laughs> Nothing like a good pun. Um, but and then on the same card there was there was. Uh, um, I mean, there was the Volkanovski versus um, Holloway, which was a huge upset. And then there was Kobe Covington versus Kamar Usman, which uh, I don't think anybody thought was an upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are there was a, t- a very, very two very intense fights, two very intense fights, and a really great way to kind of end off the year. Of course, of course, Frank Edgar fought in the lower level fights afterwards, but I think that's the the highlight of the the two thousand nine show. Um, I, I think, you know, it's funny. I slept on Volkanovsky. I always thought he was good, but I, I didn't think he was like, mm. you know, wow. And then he really came in with a great strategy and just kicked the, the crap out of uh, Holloway's legs. And I think Holloway thought he was kind of winning the fight because he looked very surprised he lost. But but obviously, mm. if you look at the scores, the, the amount of damage that Volkanovsky did Holloway was Holloway fought more. a lot this year, didn't he? He did. He fought. And he fought up a weight class, too. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that was so smart, you know? Um it's one of those fighter things that you think you're invincible, you know, uh, and you don't take damage. But you know, I think he took damage in the Poirier fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I I I, uh, I really give it a credit to Volkanovski. And you know, we're talking about like uh, best performers and stuff like that. And we don't want to recap the two, 2019, but one of the things is kind of amazing what that small gym city boxing did uh, in New Zealand. They're in the middle of nowhere. New Zealand's not known for MMA. I mean, obviously they have some good fighters, but it's not known for MMA, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not like, you know, Southern California or Brazil, certain parts of Brazil, you know, certain, you know, South Florida. Um, small gym, and they have two of the most competitive weight classes. They have champions in two of the most competitive weight classes uh-huh. in, in MMA. That's that's just un- unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, it was fantastic for that gym. Um, I don't know where. Doing something right there. Good. And um and 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 then there was the Kamar Usman Kobe Covington fight. And you know, I was like if Usman wrestles he's going to win and but he just made a decision like I'm not going to wrestle this guy. I'm going to just punch Kobe Covington in the face all the time. <laughs> and that's what he did. And he body shot, body shot, body shot just just digging in and then he finished him in the in the end. And then people thought it was like, "Oh, a little bit early stoppage." Man, you got knocked down like 3 times. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, come on. He's like that was that was. What are you gonna do there? Nothing. Yeah. And punch out. That'd be a TKO. Yeah. You know. You you he's like, put on his butt, and uh, and it was uh, 
you know, he was not he was not going anywhere. So yeah. anyway, but it was it was a it was a competitive fight. I'm, I really cannot stand Colby Covington's out, out ring persona. No. But he definitely went toe to toe with one of the top guys in the sport. However, as I said, you know, I think it's a fighter thing. A lot of fight John Jones does this, a lot of fighters do this. I think it's one of the things that for fighters it's like their challenge. The thing that drives them is challenge, and that's amazing. But you know, Kamar Usman and Colby Covington are are two wrestlers, and I think Colby Covington does not have the same level of MMA wrestling that mm-hmm. Kamara has. I just don't think he does. But Kamara has made a specific choice, not tactical, emotional, mm-hmm. a specific choice to fight him only in striking. And, uh, you know, he could have lost the fight because of that. Now, they said they might have a rematch. Uh, I don't think they should, but they might. If they do, I think Kamara's going to be like, okay, now I'm going to use all my tools. <laughs> I'm going to use yeah. all the tools. I the proved toolbox. it. Now I'm going to yeah, yeah, win. Yeah. John Jones did that with, you know, with Smith, too. He's like, uh, he's like, um, yeah, I'm just going to strike with this guy. I'm not going to actually use any of my other toolbox. Come on, use your tools, yeah. man. Yeah. But, uh, we want to see the tools. Yeah. But, but still, you know, um, I'm a huge fan of Kamar Usman. That guy, that guy, he, he, he's precise. He's technical. Um, he has a lot of t- tools in a lot of different toolboxes, mm. even if he didn't show it. And he's also a great representative of the sport, unlike Colby Covington. There was a, there was a good editorial and said, "Thank God Colby Covington didn't win because we'd have to like live oh with this God. guy. It's like worse than Conor McGregor being his champion. His head would be bigger than this room. Yeah, he's just he's like, and you know, I think you know we're talking about like, um, like. Over the decade, I think, how did the, the 2010 to 2009, 20 change? And MMA really came into his own as a as a sport um, much more than ever did before. Mm-hmm. But also, it, it it became a prize fighting sport the way the way boxing is and the yeah. way, uh, obviously, uh, WWE is fake. But, you know, it kind of has that same thing where they're selling the fight to fans. Mm-hmm. It's not about just fighting anymore. It's about entertainment. And I think you've mentioned yeah. before that it might have something to do with the sale of the UFC. Yeah. Being more of a show, trying to recoup their investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I have no doubt about mm-hmm. that. And, you know, it, but even even before, UFC was always in. It was into, always a show. Yeah. Always a show. And, and, and that's nothing wrong with that. But it seems like, you know, um, certain fighters were able to talk themselves into fights that mm-hmm. they should not have had. Some of the matchmaking has been right, and I mean, this is going back a while. But Chael Sonnen talking himself into a fight with uh, with um, John Jones, he had no business being <laughs> in the ring with John Jones, and 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 you know, he talked himself into like four different fights. You know, mm-hmm. he was not on that level. And then Colby Covington says, "Oh." Um, Oh, if Chael can do it, I can do it ten times worse. And 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 Conor McGregor. So when Chael, Conor McGregor, Colby Covington, these mm-hmm. out outsized personalities that um, I think diminish the honor of the sport. But what what can you do? You know what can you do? And and it you definitely gotta, gotta draws money. it definitely draws casual fans uh, and 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 sure. fans of the excitement. And you know I think everybody was would agree that most people are watching the Colby Covington Kamari Usman fight to watch Colby Covington lose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody. He's still getting paid. He's still getting yeah, paid. he got paid a lot of money. Yeah. But everybody was voting for him to root for him. They need a heel, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's just a lot like pro wrestling. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's something that really changed over the last decade. This yeah. real entrance into that. I remember two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Um, it wasn't wasn't quite like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's definitely you know different. Yeah. Um, also this decade, the rise of other other legitimate MMA organizations like yeah. one. One is, you know, amazing now, and I think that's the the only organization that holds a card to the UFC in terms of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Even though their fighters 
some of them are really, really good, but over as a large organization is not quite on the same level. Still as overall, they're very much a baby. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah. 100 events. I mean, like 100 and couple now. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, yeah. yeah. Still very new. Though, uh, though, you think about it, they've only been around a few years, and the UFC has been around 25 years. And the UFC has had 245 events. Well, 245 pay-per-views. Pay-per-views, right, so. right. Oh, that's true. That's true. So they have a lot of other events, too. I think uh, Fight Friday, Nights, they're Fight up until like 130-something. Oh, right, right, right. You're right, you're right, right. That makes sense. And then, yeah, they have all these other extra ones that are not counted. They have like four events a month now at this point. Yeah, it's Although crazy. December was really slow, obviously, holidays. Right, right. But yeah. actually, you know, finally, like for December, there was a fight last week. There was Frankie Edgar versus Korean Zombie. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Edgar got plastered. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I mean, he, he has to hang up the gloves. It's just his hand speed's not there anymore. Yeah. And, um, but, um, but, yeah, I remember there was like one fight every six months. or oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like way back in the day that there's at least two a month. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, or, so or sometimes much. four or five. Something, yeah, yeah. yeah. With and the ESPN with, deal. Yeah. It's amazing. And and I think this was always the goal of Dana White and the Zuffa brothers to make MMA like basketball. Mm-hmm. Not like boxing, but like basketball where you turn on the TV and like, I don't know, basketball is always on like Friday night or something, Saturday night, whatever, whatever is, I don't really know. But like you turn on the TV on Friday night and you know you're going to get MMA mm-hmm. or you're going to, you know, you know, you're going to get, right. you know, you, Saturday night, you know, there's going to be some MMA on. You know, it's just it's just part of the the sports landscape, mm-hmm. and the ESPN deal was a huge part of that. Which I was just talking to my friend of mine, and it's it's it, it was it's weird because it's almost like they're cutting off so many of their their viewers. I want what do you think about that? Because like I, a lot of people said they can't they can't watch unless they get ESPN Plus now, um, and so they lost a lot of viewers. But I actually think it was a very smart move. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the the barrier to entry is not very high. Yeah, it's only five ESPN. bucks a month, right? Yeah, and you can bundle it with Disney Plus and Hulu. So yeah, you gotta watch the Mandalorian too. Yeah. Yeah, baby Yoga, Yoda, baby, baby Yoga, baby Yoda. So I don't think that. I mean, obviously, it would get more casual fans on if it's on Fox because yeah. it's just a basic yeah. cable channel. But um, they have a lot more freedom with the ESPN deal, and I think that you're going to get the same amount of fans. They're going to follow for ten bucks or five bucks. It's five bucks. Yeah, it's five bucks, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's five bucks. Yeah, because I got it. It's five bucks. It's sixty sixty dollars a year. Yeah, sixty something a year. Make the investment. Yeah, and but then you still got to pay for the pay per view. Yeah. So it's like it's like, and actually the pay per views are a little more expensive. I don't think no, it's actually the same amount of money I paid for it the other day. I'm I love like, a PlayStation. You get a ten percent discount. Oh, if, if you do through PlayStation. PlayStation. Plus, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. not a big discount. Yeah. Whatever. Six bucks. <laughs> Just watch it on the internet. I watch it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean it's interesting because I was saying it's like okay, it's like more cordoned off. But again, it feels like like when I go to ESPN Plus, it's like football, baseball, basketball, whatever, blah blah blah, MMA. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, you've made it as a, as as a legit sport. And yeah. and the other thing is, it's funny that you know I I remember I don't remember serious media covering MMA as part of their sports page coverage, and now they do. Yeah. I mean, it's like I wouldn't say the US, New York Times covers MMA. I don't know, but. I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they like a, a a variety piece here and there, but yeah. I, I mean, I see a lot. Like, if there's a big fight over the weekend, it's right it's part of the box. Right, in, yeah, it's, it's like right, right in, right in there with everything else. It's it's a uh, that that was not true ten years ago. Yeah. You know, the only publicity you got in 2008 was you know um, if something bad happened. It became legal in New York State this decade. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, man, that was a huge deal. Yeah. It changed everything. Not for the better either. <laughs> no, because it's like now if you – I'll tell you because now if you – you 
unless you're the UFC or like a really big promotion, you can't afford to do pro events in the in, in New York. You only need amateur. So it's like a lot of the amateur MMA shows are like they don't run into pro. So that's one of the reasons why we compete in Massachusetts is because you have a route from amateur to pro with the same team mm. of promoters and people who know you and, and, and jerseys like that. You know, you can go amateur and you go to pro, but there's no real road to pro because the only pro uh, groups in, in New York are the really high-level ones that UFC can afford to pay the insurance mm-hmm. um, and um, and all the paperwork that goes with it. And... Um, at the lower level, the amateur level, I see a lot of promoters. Well, they are um, running shows, but they're running shows with people who very often should not be in the ring, hmm. and because it's all about money, so it's like a money grab, you know. And uh, so it's legal, but when it wasn't legal, the people who ran the shows, or it was like I wouldn't say it wasn't legal, but it was in this gray zone, they were very careful who they put in, because they're like, oh, well, if we do something wrong. You know, we you know this could be illegal trouble, and mm-hmm. and also it was more real martial artists who dedicated their time. Absolutely. So it's weird. New York's a weird place for MMA now since the legalization, and I would not say it went in a better direction. But uh, but but it, yeah, but I, hopefully new. you know I'm I guess I'm glad it was legalized. It's definitely a good thing. But um but they have to maybe tweak the rules a little bit more. Yeah, you know? they'll figure it out. Yeah yeah yeah. You'll be in charge of it someday. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like being in charge of things. I just like teaching people. About <laughs> Let's talk about some stuff that happened this year. I'm gonna, yeah. uh, I put together like a little list of things, and you can tell me if it was a big deal or not a big deal um, in the world of MMA and specifically probably UFC uh, mm-hmm. for most of these things. Uh, one of the big things that I saw this year that was interesting, and it happened actually January of 2019, was Dillashaw being uh, USADA came after him. And he got a two-year suspension. So we're not going to see Dillashaw until 2021. Oh, it's two years. Two years. Whoa. And he tested positive for EPO, I know. But what else did he test? Some oh, other stuff, too, right? I don't right? remember the exact yeah. stuff. But he came clean. Like, he admitted yeah, everything. Yeah, he admitted. Well, of course, what he's going to get. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do yeah. at that point? Yeah. But that, I mean, I was surprised when I looked back. and It was January of, of this year. We got a long way before we'd see Dillashaw again. Yeah. And he could fight in... Japan or overseas, but then he can't come back here, right? Is that how? It right, works? right. If you if you if he fights, then he's banned for life. Yeah. That's usually how it works. I, I don't know his particular case, but if you if you're banned, and he could definitely go to Japan if yeah. they'd have him, but um, but then because uh, Japan doesn't really care about steroids and stuff, <laughs> but then he would be banned for life. He couldn't come back, and, hmm. and, you know. Or, or I mean, that's uh, wonder what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, well, he's bow hunting. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> he's talking to Chael Sonnen. He's talking. <laughs> he did a whole interview with him. We didn't see our favorite person this year, pretty much at all, especially not in the ring. Conor McGregor did not fight in all of 2019. Yes. I mean, he fought some people at a bar. He hit some guy who didn't want to ha- try his whiskey. I know that was just terrible. But he didn't fight in the ring. Um, I don't know why. No good fights. No money fights. No money fights. Yeah. yeah um, well, he's fighting Cerrone coming up in a yeah. week. So uh, I think, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I think he had to like, I think he party too hard. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, he, he had to get back in wing shape and he was he was out of it for a while. What happens if he loses? I really hope he loses. But uh, what happens? I mean, he'll have to like run away like Rousey. That's embarrassing. Why? I don't. You know. I, mean, I, no, I don't know. It's embarrassing. I don't want to yeah. put Cerrone down. Yeah. But I mean, they are very different fighting levels. 
I don't know I about that. Cerrone is like you know one of the he's a finisher. Like I, he doesn't seem it seems the thing about Cerrone is I think people underestimate. He's actually one of my favorite fighters. Mm. He's one of those guys who's intensely good, but when it push comes to shove in the title match, he always loses. But I think it's a little bit more mental than than technical. Mm. Though I mean, obviously that's part of skill too. You know, ma- marshaling your mental resources. And he says he, he struggles with with um, you know self confidence issues and things in the locker room. This is a big of, fight. Yeah, um, one of the biggest of his life. Could be yeah. if he wins. I mean, that's anytime you know he goes. People count him when people count him out. Cerrone wins. And then when people think he's going to win, he loses. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, I'm I love out. him to death. I love Tom Cerrone. I hope he wins. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I really do too. But I don't. I don't. I think Conor McGregor might win actually. But we'll see. We'll see what Conor McGregor comes. How in shape he is. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Um, and and um, but it's a, it's a compelling fight. It's not. It's no cakewalk for Conor. Yeah, McGregor. it's not a sleeper for no. sure. Uh, we learned that Chris Cyborg can be beaten when Amanda Nunez took her out. And then Dana that was White, amazing. That Dana was White amazing. said goodbye. They got rid of her. She's no longer. She doesn't have a contract with UFC anymore. Well, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of understand that too. It's not because she lost, but I heard. You know, they were a little bad blood. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's hard to work with people you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. And um, and and you know, there was demand for a lot more money. Mm-hmm. I understand. And if you're not the champion, I don't know how much you can. She'll demand. get it somewhere. Yeah. Do you know where she is now? She is. In Bellator, right? Isn't she Bellator? Makes sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, Bellator takes all the all UFC cast-offs. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the guy who goes out with your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, we had a good year for Henry Cejudo. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. He uh, created a new persona, Triple triple C. What? It what? didn't really work out. Ne- tri- uh, stop it. But I understand what he's trying to do. Okay, so yeah. Henry Cejudo is not a jerk, but he's acting like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. But but it's like, he's like, I need people to pay attention to 125 weight cows. And he's like, okay, well, I won't be Kobe Covington, but I'll get up into that line of controversy and, and hubris, a bit of Muhammad Ali, a bit of, you know, um, whatever, Mike Tyson, a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of razzle-dazzle. Um, it's unfortunate, but I understand what he's trying to do because some, you know, some people don't, uh, feel that the 125 weight class is, is mm. that exciting, I mean, which it, to me is bizarre because it's like the most interesting, most technical weight class you've seen. Yeah. It's so, so good. But and he's trying to get eyeballs on his fight, so you can't can't harm the guy. But it's also kind it of just ridiculous. felt so un, unauthentic, which he's, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, it's funny that he always walks around with this Olympic gold medal. That's actually authentic. That's I think that's, that's a real, him. That's real gold. Yeah, but you know that he is. He is one of these combat athletes that it's just unbelievable. And I remember when he came out into MMA, I remember people saying, oh, Henry Cito won't do well in MMA because, you know, his first, very first fight, he he missed his weight cut and, you know, he, he wasn't doing well. And then when he fought um, Demetrius Johnson the first time, you know, he just got smashed in like, you know, 20 seconds or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, he's nothing, nothing. And the level of work ethic from that guy to transform himself into a MMA monster, yeah. just unreal. That's why I can't take Triple C seriously? Just because he's such a worker. Yeah, and he's he, such he's a, a, a seems like a nice guy. Yeah, and then you just look at him being an asshole, and you're like, no, you're not. Yeah, you stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think I, you know it's funny because we had John Will and we had a few people on, and um, you know it was, this year it was amazing. And one thing about John Will is amazing is that his authenticity. He is who he is, always. He's 100% him, himself. Yeah. And uh, recently, um, 
there was a promotion, uh, um, uh, who was a very famous jiu-jitsu black belt, and he said, he was telling all the black belts, he's like, you know, guys, you know, I hate guys who are somewhere, something in some, one place and a different person in another place. He's mm-hmm. like, be authentic, you know, be, a, you know, like you don't have to be, a, you, you know, unsubmittable, you don't have to do this, but be authentic. Don't be an asshole to the white belts and cool guy to the high ranks. He's like, be yourself. And uh, is not being himself. He's not mm-hmm. authentic. You're right. It's, it's, uh, but is it working? Is he is he getting a lot of, um, I don't know. Uh, pay, pay. I, don't, I would say no. You know, you know, it's a funny statistic that I just read that Kobe Covington actually, you know, he's such an asshole and so so like controversial. But his actual like social media following is very poor, and actually, the amount that people watched his fights, other than this last one, was actually not that high. His ratings weren't even that high as a fighter. Hmm. So it's actually kind of interesting that he played this heel. And within this like weird bubble of the UFC, people are talking about him. But when it came down to it, his fights were never the most watched. And, um, you know, like his fight against mm-hmm. Justin Gaethje and never the most watched. And also um, he doesn't actually have like the kind of social media presence that that some of the other fighters do. So it's kind of interesting that I, I think this like trying to be the heel it, it, they think a lot of fighters think it's working. But if you look at the most recognized MMA fighter ever is George St. Pierre. It's classic. I just kind of yeah, that that is the guy that people just. Know, my mom knows who George, George St. Pierre <laughs> is. You know, you know, it's like that's who they know who yeah. he is, right? And um, I think it's the demographic that you're playing towards. Yeah, yeah. And the casual fans going to be excited about. Covington being an asshole, and then they're going to go to someone else. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, and 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 the thing is, if you consistently display, like like I'll give you an example. This is, goes way back, but Tito Ortiz, people are like, oh, ground and pound on the ground is boring, boring, boring. But back in the day, people loved Tito Ortiz, which he was a little bit of a bad boy too. But he was authentic. I mean, he wasn't an act. That was him. Like yeah. that's who he is. Right. He's authentically a little bit of a bad boy. But but um. But um, although all intents and purposes, people say that he's he's a cool dude. He's just he's just intense competitor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he had some of quote unquote the most boring fights ever. In that he would just take the guy down and ground and pound him for the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Yet he was our first UFC superstar. He was the first one. Hoist Gracie was of course popular, but Tito Ortiz was the first yeah, I crossover him. I wasn't superstar. Even like really watching UFC, and I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and so people respect winning. That's it. That's it. That's they true. respect winning. Yeah. You know, like they that in, inspires people, and and it's kind of. I mean, I think it's kind of fickle. But if you keep winning and keep showing championship championship medal, you know, you'll be respected. Mm-hmm. Um, even Demetrius Johnson is a lower weight class, but you know, the the he is very very well respected. I oh, just I sure. think um, he had to just yeah. Um, I think part of that was also the UFC just just kind of didn't know how to market him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and he is, he is a very introspective guy. I mean, you have to play the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing well, though. Over there. Yeah, over, yeah, he's getting, probably making more money than one or two. So this year was a, a good year for Israel Adesanya? Yes. 2019, we might even say um, it was his year. It was his year. Yeah. I, I remember on this podcast, I said it. I said it. I said, this you guy's going to oh be- Oh, my yeah, God, I got to pull said, that clip. Yeah, I said it. I said, this guy is going to be something else. And yeah. the first song- and um and I had people say no 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 he's not and I I, I think knew you even it. said it last year. I'm I sorry. Think, I think you said it last year too. You've been talking about this guy for a while. For a while, right? Since his very first fight. Yeah. I just you just know you just know yeah. and uh, especially the way he picked up um um his grappling um 
and the way he mixes it, and it, he's he's uh, he's got it. He's it's something else. That you know, it's interesting though. That I want to go back to what I was talking about before. That gym, that small city boxing gym, produced Israel Adesanya, Volkanovski. There's Kai Kafrantz, who doesn't. It's not so well, but you know they, they have a few fighters in the UFC, or like a lot of fighters in the UFC. Um, they have another one too. Um, so it's funny. The small gym has had so much success. So I want to say yes. This is 2019, the year of Adesanya. He he put himself on the mat. He fought Anderson Silva, beat him. Fought um, uh, Kevin Gastelum, beat him. Fought um, uh, Whitaker and beat him. You know, like wow, that's yeah, that's a resume that's a resume right there. Yeah. Especially the fight against Gastelum. That was that was a that was a tough fight. You know, mm-hmm. that was two two dogs. You know, wild dogs going at it. Um, but you know, it's kind of like the the I, I'm I'm always wondering like what makes a championship room. That city boxing is a championship room, and even if the guy's not in, the, like Kai Carfrance is one of those fighters. He's not he's not in the running for title or anything, but he's good, and he's in the UFC, so that's still pretty amazing. Like you you know, there's like a- academies that you know have 50, 60 fighters, and nobody in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody on that city boxing roster is in the UFC. Mm-hmm. How do they go from nowhere to one of the top MMA gyms in the world? And you can say that because okay. American top team, very dominant, aka very dominant. But what team held two weight classes simultaneously? You could say between male and female, American top team did, um, uh, and uh, because they have Amanda Nunes, and then they had um, uh, um, Tyrone Woodley's American top team. So him, and then yeah, so if you say gender gender differentiation, you could you could say that. Um, but there are very few that did it. And uh, after American Top Team, I don't know any gym that held two two weight classes in a, one specific gender um, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some did over male and female champions they had, but but in just male or just female, one gym holds two weight classes. That that hasn't been that true since the Lion um, uh, Den days. The days of Lions Den, you know, where uh, way back when, when you know, it was just the the, the Lions Den had some had uh, had the heavyweight championship, uh, and then they had the middleweight. Well, you you own a gym, you run a successful MMA yeah. gym. How, how, what do you do? Is it growing you, people from nothing to something? That, or that's bringing true. In outside that's, people? No, you know, it's I I don't know the answer to this, but I will I will refer to Dan Gable. Um, who is you know the the god of wrestling, and he not only was a great wrestler, but he created a program of um, championship wrestling for years, and um, and it's 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 he there in the book um, it's called a, a Fighter's Mind. Um, it's by Sam Sheridan. They they quote him and his assistant coach, and in they're talking about how you you know you could have all the talent in the room, but it takes one crazy person to be there you got to have one crazy but one guy who's just a little crazy (laughs) to like pull everybody past normal Mm. and to just like everybody's like that's the team captain and i'll tell you in aka it's daniel cormier dan daniel cormier is team captain and he is man you know like i know you're not a big fan of of daniel cormier but he that guy oh yeah actually daniel cormier and khabib aka that they they had concurrent championships Mm -hmm. didn't they or did he lose I think it may have overlapped. It, yeah, it might have overlapped. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. But um, 
But he is that that guy who's a little bit nuts. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a hard worker. He's and uh, and incredible. That's what I mean. It's like yeah. this incredible work ethic, incredible. And then it's like it's like that guy you know who 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 said nobody can run a faster than a seven minute mile, and he does. And it's funny because there's the guy who just he just won he just won a marathon faster than anybody ran a marathon before. You know, so mm-hmm. it's 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 the, these guys that that break paradigms and I think Adesanya is that I think that one of the reasons obviously there's great coaching there but Adesanya is he's he's not only amazing but he's a little crazy mm-hmm. and a little crazy with a tremendous work ethic tremendous dedication to the craft and obsession and, and that's what it is obsession pulls everybody up yeah you know, when everybody thinks they can't go another round he's like let's go another round and everybody else goes another round right and and you know uh I think Dan 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 Gable was like that in his room, and he's had competitions like that. And um, um, you know, I think that's why Team Alpha Male is not doing well anymore. And that TJ Dillshaw, for all his EPO testing positive, and it was just EPO, by the way, I looked it up. Um, TJ Dillshaw, when he was at Alpha Team Alpha Male, Team Alpha Male was doing very well. And people say, oh, when Dwayne Willardwig left, that's because he left or this or that. But TJ Dillshaw's crazy. Like he's a little crazy mm-hmm. to be at that super high level. You have to have a level of you know obsession that is not normal, mm-hmm. and a level of commitment that def- that 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 defies normative reasoning. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and he pulled he pulled Team Alpha Male up, and I'm not saying they're a bad team. One of my favorite teams. I love Uriah Faber, even though obviously he lost his last fight, but um, but. Um, they're not doing as well as they used to. And you could also talk about some internal programs, problems. But then, you know, how much of it is like, you know, success breeds success, right? right? So when things go wrong, a lot of things go wrong. Mm-hmm. When things go right, a lot of things go right. Yeah, way. it's no, exactly right. You know, so what starts what? You know, when you have an amazing guy on the mat and everything working right, the, sometimes the little problems don't become bigger problems mm-hmm. so yeah it's interesting I don't know the answer I really don't know but it's something that, that puzzled me and I'm like wow this gym is something else <laughs> and they're tiny you know it's not like you know a factory like ATT you can't even compare them or K where there's like you know a stable of like 200 fighters or something you know you can't compare them a little dose of Adesanya yeah a uh, little dose of Adesanya little dose of, <laughs> put that on a t-shirt uh, Masvidal had a big year yeah uh, he uh, he's 35 years old Wow, good a, for him. He's an old guy. Yeah, he doesn't look it. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Good year for him. Uh, they, people are calling it his resurrection of uh, Street Jesus. His nickname, Street Jesus. His nickname is Street Jesus? Um, it's one of his nicknames. <laughs> doesn't he look like I Jesus you, a little I, bit? Uh, I mean, the, oh, the, yeah, because he goes, he goes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the real version, <laughs> um, allegedly. Yeah, but um, good his, year hair, his hair, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, his yeah, hair, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nate Diaz came back. First fight since 2016. Right. Big year for Nate. Yeah. Yeah. When is his brother coming? Did his brother ever come back? Nick? I don't know. I don't yeah. know anything about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hopefully, yeah, he was suspended too, for, but it was like for marijuana. It was some weird thing. Right? I don't think they care about that anymore. Yeah. Right? No, they better not. Uh, I'll rattle down my top 10 of mm-hmm. the ye- decade. Of the decade. So of we're not decade. doing year anymore. We're doing no. decade. Yeah. So it's an amazing, amazing decade. I mean, it was absolutely a decade that we'll look back and that would say MMA matured in mm. good ways and bad ways. You know, I think maturity is good in, in, in life. You know, sometimes you 
you get to a middle age, you know, mature age, and you you more stable, more this, but then maybe a little more jaded, maybe a little of this, you know, <laughs> you know, like maturity is too. You lose you, you lose your your young spirit. I like that. Yeah, and and I think MMA is like that too. It's 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 matured uh, in this last decade. This mm-hmm. is the decade of of the MMA's maturity. Yeah, but um, I miss the the old crazy days. I just miss them, you know. <laughs> the, the backyard boxing. Oh yeah. All right. In uh, 10, yeah, your top ten. Top but, ten. Yes. Starting at number ten. Yes. Uh, we'll do it like David Letterman. I don't know what he did. Uh, Max mean, Holloway, number ten. Max Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing guy. Uh, Jose Aldo, number nine. For sure. Mm-hmm. Jose Aldo was the most dominant champion in that weight class for years, yeah. years and years. You know. Good decade. Yeah. Uh, Khabib. He should be maybe higher on the list. I don't know if you want to argue about that. Well, no, because you know Khabib's relatively new. I mean, yeah. he he's he's been around at more arts all his life, but yeah. he's only the last couple of years he's been in the UFC a couple of years, yeah. and um and and he's 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 had some problems with with uh, with injuries or fights not coming through, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. So he's he's less he hasn't set his roots yet, but he will be. Mm-hmm. He then he is not going anywhere. No, and he is something special. The most efficient, not the most technical. I, obviously, he's very technical, but he is one of the most efficient wrestlers and people that do, who impose body control on another human being I've ever seen. He he's he's definitely not taking. I mean, you never know for sure, but mm. but he doesn't look like he's taking charges. And no. everybody who trains with him says he doesn't feel strong. He just feels correct. Hmm. They said it's like Poirier said that after the fight. He's like he didn't feel strong, but I just couldn't fight him. Hmm. He's like, but he didn't feel sorry. That's technique. That's that's efficiency. He was always where he needed to be, and his fight IQ is very high on, in in terms of grappling. His fight mm-hmm. IQ is very high. Um, just has to work on his his, his take his, his striking a little mm-hmm. bit. That bear thought he was pretty weak too. I know the yeah. bear. The bear. You know, did you see the bear was rooting for him in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> He's good at jumping Paddington. off the top of the cage. I know. I have uh, a T-shirt with him that jump. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, Ronda Rousey, not in the UFC obviously anymore, but she was uh, pivotal. Pivot. The creation of the women's division. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we gotta give her our props. You know, and again, she turned into this heel, but I think and, and it's it's it, she's an amazing person. I remember um uh her in the Olympics and uh when when it was you know, she was she was in um in judo and she she's again a, a little crazy special person mm. <laughs> um but in a good way in a good way yeah. you know but um and her mom too you know um amazing professor demars is an amazing judo fighter to both have that kind of like in, insane insane obsession to their craft mm. um but uh you know she got mixed up with a coach that yeah, tanked her career long, tanked yeah. her career and uh and i think also Told her to go in that more in that direction of like trash talking. Obviously, that's her personality too. This is actually with, with Ronda Rousey, she's authentically abrasive. Like she, she is not. I mean, this is true. I, I'm not taking any sides on this point, but I know in the judo world, people are very polarized on her, and there are people who I remember when she was fighting who are willing from the judo world, willing to coach her opponents on how to beat oh her because they hated her so much. Oh my God. Um, it really, you know, she's a she's a person who speaks her mind, and and a lot of her abrasiveness uh, is is not an act, mm-hmm. but there's an act too, and it went a little too far. She was a, mm-hmm. and it had Travis Brown in her ear too. He yeah, was kind of a. Well, they're married now, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next. But, uh, but I, 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 with her, I, I, the the thing I put the most on is is her terrible coach. You know, like yeah. he, I, I, you know, it's funny because as a guy in the UFC right now, is doing well, um, but. Um, 
he did not coach her properly. Mm-hmm. He did not, and, and that's a fact. And he ruined her. She was already champion before he got to her, and then he took a champion and dismantled her. Well, at least she's got the bank now. She's making money. Uh, Amanda Nunez. She's in the w- WWE. Yeah. 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 And she, she's doing well there? Yeah, she's doing okay. Yeah. Wow. Making money, at least. Wow. Amanda Nunez. Yeah. She's up. the next. I mean, you know, we thought Cyborg was going to be the star after um, after Ronda Rousey, but it was Nunez. Yeah. And, and the most dominant female fighter to have ever lived at this point. Yeah. There's no question. Number she, five, rounding out the top, uh-huh. Conor McGregor. In the top five. Love him or hate him. He was important. And the whiskey, delicious. Delicious whiskey. Just gritting my teeth here. <laughs> That's all I have to say. But yeah, he influential he, in twenty in the Influential, but you know, okay, so this is the thing about Cron McGregor. This is the thing. I don't think he's that good. I mean he's good. He's good. There's no way you could be that champion and be good. But he got lucky because I don't think the UFC was protecting him. I don't. I don't believe that because they really don't protect. But in the beginning, of course, they were. But as it went on, it just a lot of people got injured and and the fights didn't happen. And he hit opponents that would make him that would be good for his style. Mm-hmm. And then also they cherry picked opponents too. You know, of course, that's part of your management. You're like, you don't want to fight this guy. I want to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, he. I really hope. I I really hope he fights other people besides Khabib who show that. You know, he's not exactly what he said he was. Now, he's good. And the guy has God-given power. And he's good. I mean, obviously. But he needs... He's he's not like... He's influential, yes, because of his persona and what he did mm-hmm. and how many people he brought to the UFC and blah, blah, blah. And, and the bad things he did, like, you know, saying that you could talk your way into fights. Um, I mean... Yeah, I, 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 but yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, they talked him into it, the, the, the dumbest boxing match ever, ever recorded, which is actually the most watched boxing match. You know, it's the most watched boxing match ever, it and was, it's like I, ridiculous. I feel bad for watching it. Too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that was last year, though, but yeah, but um, but but um, it was just it, it, so I don't know, whatever. He's got to be on the list. But yeah, we don't like the, it. Yeah, yeah, but right. yeah. But Next. I'm. I, I hope Cerrone beats him. Or if 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 he doesn't, I don't think Cerrone. I don't know. I really hope he does. But if he doesn't, I really want to see him. Even if he does or doesn't, doesn't matter. I want to see. I want to see him fight other people in that division because mm-hmm. he just he just dodged a lot of the killers that he should yeah, have fought. But he got lucky. Now that that's not his fault, right? That's not his fault. But to say that he was like the next coming of Jesus fucking Christ is just <laughs> not true. You know, he's 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 good. He's very good. He's yeah. very good. But he's not. The elite and look, I mean, look at look at what Khabib did to him. He just he just right now. Khabib, of course, is amazing, but that Khabib's fucking, you know. And, and yeah. there's other guys who can do that to him too. Yeah, you know, I I would love to see at 145 Holloway versus McGregor. I'd love to see that fight. You know, that'd be an interesting fight. Yeah. Um, you know, and then see what happens. I'd love to see Matt uh, or 155 um, Ferguson. Ferguson versus McGregor. Ferguson versus McGregor would be a great fight. Mm-hmm. You know, like see, like put put up in some of these fucking killers. See what happens. No. You know, stop Soon jumping happens. up to 170 and fighting bullshit fights with Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. <laughs> you know, stick in your weight class. After you know? McGregor, we have uh, Mr. Nice Guy, George St. Pierre. Yes. When was his... Well, he came back, and he came back yeah, after this, retiring. This and, and Not this year. And beat Bisping. Yeah. That was unreal. Yeah. You know? I'm and and he's, they say he's going to come back and maybe fight uh, Khabib. That would be Ooh. that would be amazing, or maybe like a catchweight, or he might fight. Um, 
you know, like uh, some other, if there's like some other superstar yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, Maybe come out of retirement and go for one second. I'm sure he's still in great shape. Yeah. So, I'd um, love to have him. Or, or even uh, even John Jones. They said they might they might Oof. put him in John Jones. Wow. Because he could make the weight, you know. And you know, he would still, go up? Yeah, he would go, yeah, he would go up. Huh. All right. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch sure. it too. For yeah. sure. Are you kidding me? Of course i watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like like a like a champion's matchup or something. But yeah. I know they were really talking about Khabib or like another superstar. They, maybe John Jones would go down and he they would fight some catch weight or something, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So well, like, like, a, like a 185. Maybe we'll be talking about him in uh, 2029. Yeah, that would be great. Jesus Christ. And he's still like, he's still training hard like that. Yeah. No, there's no question. There's once, you know, there's a there's a famous proverb about um, uh, Kimura Masiko, the guy. You know, there was no Kimura before Kimura, and there will never be a Kimura after Kimura. Mm. And that is George Saint Pierre. George Saint Pierre. There's never been anyone like him. I don't think there'll be anybody more like him when he goes away. He's just unique, amazing, fantastic fighter. That uh, that, that in all the ways, not just not just mm. a fantastic martial artist. He's a, uh, a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his voice. <laughs> Can you do his voice? <laughs> hey, cool. Hey, cool. I don't know. Just, my Montreal French. Well, we will. We, I will punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, George. Then, <laughs> first, I will punch him in the face. <laughs> then I will kick him in the leg. That's good. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> All right. After GSP, I have uh, Daniel Cormier. Who's that? Cormier. Who? Ah, <laughs> Mr. Popeye. Mr. Popeye. Oh, right. Popeye's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Big decade for yeah. Mr. Popeye's. Uh, mm. Cried in the ring a couple times. And outside the ring more than once, <laughs> too. After that Stipe loss, you know he's crying. Poor <laughs> <laughs> guy. <laughs> and, you know, that's, I'm not trying to make fun of him. That's, he's emotional, mm. fantastic. He puts it all in there. He puts it all in there. That's why I said he's a little crazy in a good way, in a good way. And I have nothing but respect for the guy. Yeah. And that he went up weight class, fought Stipe, took him, then fought him again, uh, and, you know, gave him the rematch, mm-hmm. fought him again, didn't retire, you know, because he could have just retired on top. Didn't retire, came back like a warrior, like a man, fought him again, and and that was a great fight. Yeah. And 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 Stipe almost lost again in the beginning. You know, he was getting crushed. Yeah. And then he came back, and obviously Stipe won. Probably one of my favorite rivalries of the decade was the Jones-Cormier. That kept me on the edge of my seat every time. Yeah, that was a big rivalry. I think we're going to look back on that, and it's going to be like, you know— um, it's gonna be like Ali and you know mm-hmm. um, uh, Frazier, Frazier, yeah. Yeah, Frazier Ali. You know, so. Good fighter. Yeah, I'll give it to him. I, I would I would like to see Cormier Jones again. I think they yeah. have to they have to they have to One go back to that time. because you know. Uh, they, Dude, have it be a draw. Let's just have it be a draw. <laughs> Number two, yeah. um, and he didn't make. I'm gonna stick by it. Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, 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 for sure. Big year for big decade. Huge. Um, you and know. you know, you know, he lost against Cejudo, but that fight, that was close, tight fight, and 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 people people didn't think much of it, but then Cejudo goes off and smokes T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah. So you're like, oh shit! Like that T.J. that Demetrius Johnson was in that fight all the time. Of course, made some mistakes, um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he would come back. This, he needs to fight Demetrius Johnson. Needs to fight Cejudo again because this is what Demetrius Johnson is. He's the guy who fights you. Gets your number and comes back and beats you really bad. Like he'll mm. lose against you one or or get clear. Yeah, mm. Like he, when he fought um, the guy from AKA, uh, um, the, what's the little guy from AKA? I forgot his name. Um, he's <laughs> All really, of them? All of them. No, the, the from uh, not AKA. Um, um, Jackson Wink. Jackson Wink. Uh, what's the little guy's name? I always forget his name. Anyway, there's the he fought him twice. And the first time he fought him, 
it was like a really, really tight fight. And he came back, and the second time, Dimitrov's like, no, you can't even touch me. He's always that guy who comes back stronger and, and learns from his, his mistakes. And he grows and gets better and better and better. And, uh, and, and I remember the, the performance, that armbar, that, that uh, body, you know, the mat return to the armbar that he did. That, that oh, just, my God. Oh, my, yeah. Unreal, highlight. Yeah, highlight reel. There's so real. many finished things that he did. And then he went off to 1FC and, and won. Although there was that fighter that gave him a tough time in 1FC, too. I mean, you know, it's like that little weight class. There's some really good fighters. Um, but Demetrius Johnson is, uh, you know, that this Ray Borg? Ray Borg. No, no, not Ray Borg. Um, no? um, he's from, uh, from um, uh, what's his name? Oh, he's he's um his record if you want to look at yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Um give me a second. But um But he I mean he Dotson, John Dotson. Dotson. Yeah. John Dotson. Right. Yeah, he fought John Dotson and then the first time they fought, you know, he, he was like um you know, it was competitive. And then the second time they fought, he just wrecked him. And he, D- D- Mir Johnson is always like that. He's, he always learns from his, his losses. And he is, he's absolutely an amazing fighter. And yeah, after George St. Pierre, my, my number, number, number one pick after George St. Pierre for martial artist of the decade. Yeah. Mr. You nice know, guy. Yeah. Mr. Nice guy. Totally. You know, I met him in the street. Did um, you? Yeah. Right around the corner from here. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, at 9 a.m. I was on the way to the academy and I just bumped into him like, oh my God, it's Jimmy Johnson. And, you know, he's authentic. That's what I have to say. He's the nicest guy. He's he's there with his wife. And, of course, he wants to go eat breakfast. Yeah. You know, like, because it's 7, 8 in the morning on a Sunday. He wants to go eat breakfast. I'm like, oh, my God, Demetri Johnson. He stopped and did fan service. And I didn't want to bother him too much. Of course, I had to go teach. But then, because we stopped, other people stopped. Mm-hmm. And he sat there and was super awesome and just you know, he was just a really great guy at eight and seven, eight in the morning <laughs> you know, where he wants to go eat and he's with his wife, you know, yeah. it's his family. You know, like, I actually, like, I didn't go too much. I was like, I just want to say that you're an inspiration to me and I said that to him. I was with my wife and uh, and he's like, oh, thank you very much and, and then we have a mutual friend, Andy, um, just mentioned that and then uh, that was, that was it and, um, and, um, uh, and then I walked away, but he's just just a very positive moment. He's a very positive, authentic person. Good and uh, great guy, that. and of course, phenomenal martial artist. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal martial artist. But in the Tsuhudo fight, he did he did make some mistakes. It just mm-hmm. it just uh, it was a fact. So he has to. He, and I think he knows that he has to work on him and come back. Yeah. Wrapping out the top ten list. No surprise to anybody that ever listens to this podcast. I picked John Jones to be my number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't really argue with that because although his legacy is tainted by a lot of controversy, he is the most naturally brilliant fighter I've ever seen. Naturally brilliant. I mean, they're trained fighters. Like, Demetri Johnson's a trained fighter. And of course, of course, John Jones is trained. I mean, he trained wrestling. But he is, you know, when he tapped out Lyoto Machida, they're like, oh, you, because he used this move called the McKenzie. And I think I mentioned it on the podcast. He's like, oh, they're like, they asked him, did you study, you know, Cody McKenzie? He's like, what, what, I just made it up. <laughs> He's like, I made it up. And and he was in a, in a grappling tournament re, just recently, actually, it was like two or three years ago when he was under suspension. Yeah. And and he like made up a submission and tapped out a bunch of black belts. I don't know if they're black belts, but it was like a, an advanced division because it was Naga. So there's no black belt division. It's just advanced, but, you know, basically like high level guys. He just made up a submission and tapped guys out. And and he's naturally very creative. The other one is he when he fought um when he fought uh um 
what's his name? The Brazilian guy, you know, from way back when in the UFC, um, Vitor Belfort. When he fought Vitor Belfort, what is the one submission you almost never see in sport jiu-jitsu or in MMA or whether it's the Americana lock? Because it's like the mo- the first submission, it's basic. It's what we call a um, opportunistic submission. The guy has to kind of give it to you and be stupid. It's very rare that you take an Americana and you get it, hmm. unless the guy's stupid. And Vitor Belford's not stupid. Mm-hmm. And John Jones Americana him. This is, I, like, I cannot remember the last time I saw an Americana mm-hmm. in the UFC because it's like you have to be stupid to give it. But it's not that Vitor Belford's stupid. This is John Jones so good and so like he knew how to be where he needed to be, and he Americana him, yeah. and he broke him down and Americana him. Like I, 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 he's just a phenomenal fighter and a douchebag. But phenomenal <laughs> fighter, you know that's true. You know he's growing, he, he's learning. He's yeah, new. yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's maturing. Yeah, he's he's totally not authentic. He's not mm. mature at all. He's smoking. He's smoking crack on the Poor side. Poor John Jones. Yeah, <laughs> all right, John Jones gonna go, go bump into somebody. He's like, I heard that podcast. You're yeah, right. he's he's not gonna act like Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, not, not at all. <laughs> all right, well, we're running out of time, but I want to go over the top uh, couple episodes that we had for the year. Thanks to everybody for listening. Yeah, um, and this is a year of our like real growth. We started uh, in 2018. Yeah. 19 was like where we hit our stride. We were here, and you guys were here for it. So yeah. thank you. Uh, our number five most listened to episode this year was Bleeding Out with Thomas Ept. So it was a very was popular a episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, we talked about UFC 235, um, and you guys enjoyed hearing us talk about it. Yeah. It and then uh, number three, we, UFC 236. So we're on a roll there. Um, and then number two was the episode with Barry Eisler. Yes. That well, was an amazing episode. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. We got to have Barry on again. I yeah. Love, yeah, he's going to come out with another book soon, I'm sure. And you're in it, right? No, I, yeah, that's the one that already came oh, out. Oh, okay. alone. Yeah, I read it. I was like, whoa. Mm. <laughs> I was in the hospital, you know, because I got a little injured. Yeah. And uh, and I'm reading a book, and I'm just like, oh, this is just like making me happy. <laughs> I was telling the doctor, like, it is me in the book. <laughs> Did you sign it for him? Uh, no, 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 I oh, didn't. Okay. Uh, number one was Warrior in the Garden with Nobu Yagai. Nobuo. Nobu. 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 Nobuo no Yagai. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but <laughs> Nobuo Yagai. No, yeah, you Sensei. Got it. Okay. Uh, Try again. Nobuo Yagai. Yagai. Right. Sensei. Yes. There you go. Yes. Uh, that was a great episode too. That was uh, yeah. back at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but that, that was uh, that was and and uh, and um, he's an amazing martial artist who bridges the traditional world and the modern. Modern World. Um, that was the name of his book, right? Warrior yeah, in the Garden. Yeah. yeah, and he has all these like, um, all these, you know, um, wisdom from seeing martial arts from so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's just an, uh, um, he's an amazing, amazing martial artist, and uh, we were honored to have him on. But we had so many great oh, guests yes, here too. Uh, you know who's going to be upset about not being on this list? Who? York. Yes, yeah. yes, York. Wah, 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 wah. He's probably number seven or something. <laughs> Better luck next year. <laughs> but it was a great year. Great yeah. year. And uh, great. Had a lot of fun doing it with you. I had a tremendous time. I mm. was this, this is like the highlight of my week coming here and talking to you. Yeah. And and just connecting with my listeners. And I want to say thank you because, you know, it's it's I have a lot of things to say about martial arts and MMA. And it's nice to know that people are, are actually listening and, and uh, think about what I have to say. And I'm not mm. saying you have to agree with me. But that we can have this dialogue and this conversation, and I've got a lot of feedback from listeners 
uh, uh, about questions, what we did here, things like that. So I think the starting next week, we'll go back to quick, quick let, listener questions. I've had so many, yeah. and I just I absolutely love um, the feedback we're getting through the Facebook and the Instagram pages. And uh, feel free to send me any questions you have about the topics. I know I have a whole list of stuff that that came through, um, and just also my my students. Um, you know, some some call me up and say, "Yeah, hey, I listen to this. What about this?" And it, it becomes a springboard to to explore martial arts and explore mm-hmm. w- what we think about it. And you know, there's no culture in the world that has does does not have some sort of martial tradition, whether it's Native America, Amazons, the the West, uh, ancient Greeks, the of course Asia, India, um, Africa. Every culture has we have a tie to our martial traditions, and it's something also uh, next to soccer. Martial arts are the most practiced common, uh, most practiced art. Mm. And if you actually put all the martial arts practiced together, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there's actually more practice than soccer. And soccer is like huge. Yeah. Um, and and uh, there's a very famous uh, martial artist. His name is Nakai Yuki, and he fought uh, Hicks and Gracie. But he his his motto is martial arts communication. And he says that there's a wonderful way that we we all can understand fighting, but it's also a way that we can communicate that bridges cultures and 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 um, gets deeper to our humanity. And we we kind of think of martial arts as very barbaric or something like that. But there is a way that we. I, I think this is one reason why the UFC is so popular. Wherever it goes is it's universal. It's something that everybody can look at and understand. And of course, there are techniques that they don't understand, but, but combat is combat. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we can see it. And if we can, we can take, like martial arts is supposed to take that thing that is violent and, and that we don't like, but transform it into something inspirational and use as growth. Mm-hmm. That, that is a powerful thing. And I always want to get towards that, um, that paradigm, you know, and have that discussion with people. And through this podcast, especially this year, we've had so many great guys, especially Dennis Ash and Maya Soderholm and um, just so many, Yorick, so so many people on this boat to, to deepen the conversation. And you, of course, yourself as a, as, a, as a fan of martial arts, but as a person who's, who's very into MMA uh, uh, from that side. So it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. And it's made me a better thinker about martial arts, you know. Oh, good. Well, uh, it's been a great year, and we'll see you guys next year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, if you could get some good reviews for the podcast, yeah, we only take five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not the one do. star that someone gave us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know you. We're coming. <laughs> We're coming. <for> <laughs> oh, See you next. No year, grudge. Guys. No grudge. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Everybody has an opinion. <laughs> Just yours sucks. <laughs>